the Alabama recruiting machine never stops, and the Alabama basketball team, uh, they never seem to stop scoring. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. And also, thank you for making this your first listen every single day. You guys are the absolute best. We appreciate you a ton. Trying to get my whole year on mute shirt in the frame. And Jimmy, (laughs) we're going to start off talking about some notes from the Under Armour All-American camp in Atlanta. Uh, I do want to talk basketball, and we're going to do that in the next few segments. But uh, this was a pretty big camp, and Alabama seemed to be uh, some of the buzz. I mean, there were some big names that have Alabama right on the tip of their tongues, even if they're committed somewhere else. And I think we can start with a guy that we have discussed before, and that's Deuce Knight from Loosedale, Mississippi. It sure seems like Alabama is inching closer to potentially getting a flip from him from Notre Dame. You sort of get that impression. I mean, that, that that's the impression I get. I haven't been told that uh, in terms of, you know, uh, an inside source says this is happening. It's not that situation yet. But uh, just from the outside, it's it, you can sense this coming, uh, which it, it's super interesting. And for those that don't know, there's a big uh, Deuce Knight, Kalen DeBoer connection. Deuce Knight's brother played for, uh, for Kalen DeBoer at Indiana and was an offensive player. When Kalen DeBoer was an OC, uh, he was great. Yeah, really good wide receiver. Yep. So, so Deuce uh, has a connection there, family connection. So that's really interesting. Now, Deuce is committed to Notre Dame and has been for quite a while, and there is no public indication from Deuce that uh, that he's wavering on that in terms of he hasn't visiting. He's not actively visiting other places. He's not talking up other programs. Not even really talking up Alabama. And he seems to be sort of a, sort of a Notre Dame guy right now. But I agree with you, Luke. I, I it just if I had to guess right now who's Alabama's twenty twenty five quarterback going to be, my answer is Deuce Knight. Uh, Bol is officially projected. Uh, you know, if you want to call anything this early an official projection, I'm sure there's going to be a few official projections by the time we get to twenty twenty five signing day. Uh, but it certainly does look like Deuce. No one. This means nothing. But it's sort of funny to me that uh, in terms of like how similar, you know, the Deuce Knight DeBoer connection, Luke. Uh, how about that the quarterback most people associate with Kalen DeBoer is Michael Penix, who's lanky, six foot three, left handed. And here's here's Deuce Knight, about lanky, gonna be about six foot three, left handed. <laughs> they're, they're sort of, they're sort of like if you watch high school tape of Deuce Knight. You can sort of see some Michael Penix in there. You know, I think it sort of stands out, frankly, uh, which is really interesting. But yeah, I, I, I think I think that's creeping closer and closer towards becoming a reality. And uh, Deuce is a really interesting quarterback prospect. You know, Notre Dame—they might not always have a top-tier quarterback, but it's not because they don't recruit top-tier quarterbacks. Notre Dame usually is recruiting the best quarterbacks in the country, and so, uh, you know, Deuce Knight is no slouch. No, and, you know, in the end, we can talk about all this all we want to, about how much they're talking to one another, about how um, much there's a great connection. But generally, in the end, 
in these uh, troubling times, it seems like it's going to come down to NIL money, right? And and uh, but that's the that's the thing that's so hard to predict because we don't really know what Notre Dame has to spend or what Alabama has to spend. We have a vague ideas for Alabama, but you know you don't really know. So it's so funny how you know we can talk about all this positivity, and that's what we're going to do today with other guys too. In the end, it's it's going to be more about probably. Who's going to pay the most money? I think with a lot of, you know, five-star kids, that's the case. Deuce Knight, not a five-star, but a national elite prospect. I'll say this about NIL and Deuce. I have no idea. I just know there's a going rate for quarterbacks. It's pretty standard, and it's up there. And if Alabama wants one, that's what they're going to pay like everybody else does, you know, NIL-wise. But the fact that Deuce is committed to Notre Dame gives me some hope here because Notre Dame – Similarly to Alabama and the Georges, similarly, uh, Notre Dame doesn't have a reputation for for, for a, a reputation anyway for for going above and beyond what's required. So you know the the implication to me is that Deuce Knight is a signable player uh, because you know again it's not you know right now in terms of reputation. There's no way for us to know this, but reputation wise, Oregon. Texas, Ohio State, Miami, uh, you know, they're big payers, maybe even Florida State, Florida to a degree. Uh, but but Notre Dame, you don't hear Notre Dame like that. You don't hear Alabama like that. You don't hear Georgia like that. Uh, so I, I think I think the Deuce Knight thing is going to be doable, assuming he's willing to flip. Uh, some kids might just be locked in and they've just made their mind up, hey, I'm going to play football for Notre Dame. You know, maybe he's seen Rudy 20 times, and I get it. Uh, Notre Dame is – it is a brand. It is a thing. And uh, Marcus Freeman, uh, very popular with prospects, by the way. I think a lot of prospects like Marcus Freeman. Yeah, I think Marcus Freeman's a good recruiter for sure. But, again, uh, and I guess I'm just going to preface this every time we talk recruiting. We can talk about how much somebody loves a campus or a school or a coach or a system, and then it may just all be about money. Um there were some small notes on Juju Lewis, uh, still committed yep. to USC, still keeping up with Alabama, still plans on visiting again, um, still out there. Obviously, K.J. Lacey's still out there. I don't know if he was at this camp, but uh, just talking about quarterbacks and Alabama for next year. But the the other guy that uh, on three talked about the most was Justice Terry. And, um, boy, this guy seems like an absolute monster, a defensive lineman, five-star uh, basically Alabama and Georgia right now. I mean, certainly he's keeping up with other schools too. I know Auburn had an update on him and they feel like they're in the mix. But uh, apparently, according to Justice Terry, he says he's hearing from Bama a lot and he feels like Georgia and Alabama are right there, uh, one and two in some order. And he could be bucking for best player in the country, it seems like, next year. Yeah, I think yeah he he's a guy that's going to be one of these five star plus that the the term we use it on three and that, that for those that don't know what that means is it's a five star uh, per every network all four of the the significant ratings expert groups on three rivals twenty four seven and ESPN if all rank a kid five stars we give them a five star plus designation and justice terry seems like he's going to be one of those guys there's very few by the way i mean for those that keep up with it i mean each organization uh hands out 32 or 35 stars roughly but in terms of who makes five star plus you're talking about 15 16 guys and 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 those are no doubt 
the top 15, 16 prospects in the country. Justice Terry is going to be in that group, it seems. Uh, the question with him and recruiting is he's committed to Georgia. Is that a done deal? Is everybody wasting their time? Alabama doesn't think so at this juncture that it is a waste of time. So Alabama is going to continue to recruit him as long as he'll listen. And uh, so far he is. Uh, we'll see. But uh, committed to Georgia, safe money. I mean, bet, you know, money bet would be Georgia Bulldogs here. But, uh, you know, an in-state player for Georgia, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're tough to beat for the Georgia kids. They offer early and, and hone in on. I mean, we say that we've beaten them before. And yep. again, it's, yep. I mean, I, I hate to do the dollar sign thing. Yep. Like uh, what's if, his name from Texas A&M? If he goes to, if he decides, right. Hey, this is going to be all about NIL. I'm not sure he'd sign with Georgia or Alabama. It's going to be some of the Patriots. It's going to be, it's going to be, yeah, exactly. Oregon or the NFL, the G League Ignite. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Jimmy. Real Madrid. <laughs> that would be awesome if, like, this <laughs> Perry were just playing soccer for uh, yeah. Liverpool next year. Um, all right, Jimmy, when we come back, we're going to keep running down some of these prospects because there were some big names here. But, of course, I want to tell you about LinkedIn. Look, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. And hiring is so easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. They have 2.5 million small businesses using LinkedIn for hiring. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions, uh, yeah, they're going to apply. So some other names from mm -hmm. this Under Armour camp. Uh, one that is very familiar to Alabama folks, an Alabama kid from Elba, uh, running back Alvin Henderson. And, you know, he's – I'll tell you the truth, Jimmy. I had sort of surrendered him to Auburn. I mean, yeah. I just thought Alvin yeah. Henderson would be going to Auburn. and But it feels more and more like Alabama's involved here pretty seriously. Like there's – it's not even just a legit shot. I mean, I feel like – Alabama's up there as much as anybody right now. Yeah, this is a weird one. And I agree totally, Luke. We were on the same page. I remember saying earlier, even earlier, that, hey, I mean, I think this is probably an Auburn kid. But Well, because we got Turbo. And so you're exactly. thinking, we got Turbo, they get Henderson. I mean, okay. Yeah. And really, I mean, looking at them, I kind of feel like it's six and one, half dozen another. Yeah, they're sort of I mean, similar. Sort they're of very similar. Players. And they're both very good. And if you told me I'm getting one of them, I'm happy. If you told me getting both of them, I'm ecstatic. But I'm just I'm just saying it certainly felt like this guy was just, you know, all over for Auburn. And now it feels like Alabama's right in the thick of this mother. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Here's a weird thing to say. And, and I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but I mean, I, we seem to be in better shape with him under the new staff than we did the old staff. And, and, and I, what I, that doesn't mean that the new staff were better recruiters. I can't help but think that maybe the new staff likes 
Alvin even more than the old staff. Or maybe the old staff was like, hey, we got Turbo. Now let's swing for the fences and go get one of these five-star plus backs to go with him. Whereas this new staff is more like, hey, here's an in-state kid that we think's really good. We're going to try to sign every really good in-state kid. And Alvin is a good player. I mean, to me, he is absolutely a top 10 player, uh, you know, in the state of Alabama. You know, these 1A kids are very difficult evaluations. They really are. Uh, you know, it, it, but Alvin's, it's not just the numbers. I think you watch him play, it looks like it's, you know, the, the speed is legit. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you, Luke. I'm not going to project just yet Alvin to Alabama, but I'm backing off entirely of what I said earlier about hey, Turbo's Alabama and Alvin is going to go to Auburn. I'm backing off that entirely. I think it's very, very possible that Alabama ends up with both Turbo and Alvin uh, in, in this class. Uh, now, you know, if we, had, if we had to bet, maybe I'd still lean Auburn, but uh, it's not like it was before. I'm with you, Luke. I, I think this is pretty wide open. Obviously, other schools are recruiting Alvin Henderson as well. He's, he's one of the nation's top – what top 10 top 12 backs maybe top yeah, 20 and i'm going to i'm going to feel like in state kids like alvin henderson even though i saw penn state and some fsu mentioned with them i'm going to i'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say in state kids are going to be more alabama auburn esque uh, for the foreseeable future because i think this staff will probably lean at least you know trying to keep more Alabama kids at home. Saban cast such a wide net. Uh, and then Auburn, of course, has made that a, uh, a priority. And they've got a guy that can recruit now. So I think that will be the case. Uh, a couple other in-state guys. I mean, there were notes uh, from on three that, that did a great job on several of them. But uh, Jared Smith, for, who had transferred, transferred from yep. Spain Park to Thompson, was there. Uh, he's talking about how Alabama certainly is, is keeping in touch with him a lot. Uh, he – Really enjoyed the development of Dallas Turner and Will Anderson. Zion Grady, who was a former Alabama commitment, he apparently had a great camp. And then Micah DeBose uh, looked really good as well. And he talks about how he's certainly staying in contact with everybody. Um, out of those three, Jimmy, how would you rank the possibility of, of their each one of those guys committing to Alabama? I mean, I would probably go Zion Grady. Yeah. Uh, boy. DeBose and Jared Smith is close. I mean, to me, I, I'd probably go Smith DeBose, but I mean, I, I can flip flop. I agree. I'm with you. I'm with you. Boy, we're agreeing a lot today on recruiting. Uh, Zion first. I know he decommitted from Alabama and now he's open. I think Georgia is a real threat uh, with Zion Grady. Uh, Georgia's a real threat to sign anybody right now, right? So, uh, but Zion, uh, I think Alabama could get him back on board. I think it's going to take some spring visits for Zion to, Zion to feel like. Uh, that he's a top priority and that it's still the same old Alabama. I think that's what some kids will have a question about until they get on campus, meet all the new coaches, see how they fit in scheme wise. Uh, and then, and then it'll feel like, okay, this is still the same old Alabama. I, I like Alabama's chances with Zion, but it is more wide open than it used to be. I would also rank Jared Smith the second most likely, even though I think, I think this is true. Uh, I don't want to say this hand on the Bible, but I'm pretty sure I don't know that the new staff has offered uh, him. Now, to me, I've seen the kid. I think it's a matter of time. I think it's just a matter of time before they do. I'm sure they're still working on evaluating players and watching the film multiple times. I haven't seen any of these kids in person since they just got here. Uh, but Freddie Roach uh, recruits 
that area is one of our best recruiters. Uh, I, I would think Jared Smith to Alabama is highly realistic. Uh, in turn, you know, I'm not ready to make like a projection yet, but uh, highly realistic. Micah Debos is going to be very difficult to sign. I think NIL is going to be a big factor there. Uh, I think he's going to be highly sought after by a lot of big programs nationally, although I think ultimately it ends up being an Alabama-Auburn thing. Uh, let's see where he feels most comfortable. I think early on, Luke, this was Alabama pretty solidly. Then it became an Auburn thing. And by the way, this is all after his super early commitment to Georgia. <laughs> so, I guess, so I guess actually initially it was Georgia. But then I think, hey, I'm flipping from Georgia because I want to go to Alabama. And then he became a little enamored with Auburn, sort of, you know, December-ish. Um, I think it's going to be hard to reel him back in. And though possible, don't rule that out. Um, interesting player. I'm a big Micah Debo's fan. Uh, I'm curious to talk to uh, on and off the record, to be honest, uh, talking to my man, JoJo Hastings, who was on site today doing these interviews, uh, taking video. Uh, Hastings has a pretty good eye himself. I want to know what, what he really thought about Debo's seeing him uh, up close and in person. All right, Jimmy, when we come back, it's time to talk some basketball. I mean, I, I just – I'm so thrilled with this basketball team, and I was there yesterday, so I'm looking forward to talking about it. Right now, though, I want to tell everybody about FanDuel. Love me some FanDuel. You love you some FanDuel. Look, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel America's number one sports book because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets or live same-game parlays. Those are awesome. Or exclusive props. Much, 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 much more. I'm telling you, this thing has everything you want. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's all one word. FanDuel.com slash locked on. And FanDuel is an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. So before we jump into basketball, just want to say shout out to the baseball team. They got the sweep. Right, yep. Jimmy? Yep, sure did. Sure did. Uh, gave up a lot of runs today, but still scored more. 11 to 8 they won today. So three-game sweep over Manhattan. I assume it's your day three starter. So, I mean, yeah, you're yeah. going to give up some runs with that, dude. Correct. So, um, Correct. Softball looking good still. Yeah, um, 10 and 0. Yeah, I mean, they're looking really good. So uh, very happy about both of those things. Now, um, now I've got to talk basketball. Look, I, I was super, super impressed. And and by the way, Alabama women's basketball gets the win over Auburn today. So that was had pretty to come big. back. Had to come back. They were down big time. Yeah. Came back and won. Yeah, so that was big. Uh super impressed with Alabama this weekend. I mean, just first of all, kudos to everybody who showed out. It wasn't exactly a packed house. I mean, because Coleman's hard to back out. Let's just call a spade a spade. But uh, there was a great crowd. I thought it was um, – we honored the 0-4 team that went to the lead eight. Uh, I, I thought, you know, having Antoine Petway there, having Noah Clowney there, um, it was just nice. Herb Jones was there. It was nice. It was nice to have all those folks there and have, like, a sort of a reunion of sorts. And, and then let these guys know, like, 
man, y'all are cared about and this program means something. So, but back to the game itself, um, Alabama just looks so good, man. When we get our, when we get it rocking, it is, it's tough, tough to beat us. Now, I mean, that you, you can say that about anybody. I mean, I, I listen, I, I got some friends that are big Auburn fans and they were talking about after the South Carolina game, like if we play like that, we'll beat anybody in the country. And they're right. But as you said, as you and I have said forever, just like in football, you play your best a couple of times, play your worst a couple of times, everything else in between is what you are. I think what Alabama is, is a Final Four capable team. Now, they can play their worst in the tournament and get bounced. Don't get me wrong. But I'm seeing more and more of, of uh, the, the team getting better and, and playing more consistently versus not looking so good. We didn't look good against Tennessee. We didn't look good against Auburn. Those are tough environments, by the way, on the road. We won't have tough, tough environments on the road in the uh, NCAA tournament. But, you know, the SEC did us some favors yesterday with uh, Auburn losing uh, against Kentucky at home, South Carolina losing at home. I, I mean, we got a good shot to win this title now, Jimmy. Let's go get us another title. I, I, this team's got it. And Mark Sears, dude, if, if we can eight pound, six ounce baby Jesus, bring this man back to us next year. Uh, I'm just telling you, he's he's a phenom. So much fun to watch. Uh, and then Latrell Reitzel. My, my seven-year-old daughter just is infatuated with Latrell Reitzel. Just really? loves it. She's like, I just love number 12. And like, he just, he pulls up and pops from anywhere. He's, he's just, he's really got it going on right now. And uh, Grant Nelson, uh, Mark Sears with one of the best dimes I've seen all year to Grant Nelson for a huge dunk. Uh, Sam Walters getting eight big rebounds. Just so much to be proud of with this team right now. And uh, they're really hitting their stride at a great time. And boy, they're going to need it because the schedule coming up is, it's, it's, it's a, it's a thing. You never know about the postseason, and you can be a really good team and and not have a good postseason, or you get upset at the wrong time, or you just run into a buzzsaw a little bit, like Alabama did with San Diego State, who went all the way to the what the national championship game, right? And and before they lost, uh, you know, it reminds me a little bit of, you know, a big Braves fan. Three years ago, the Braves won like ninety four games, and 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 were were pretty good. They were a good team. And 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 got made it to the playoffs, and then once they got to the playoffs, they were like, "What is this?" They they're murdering the ball, playing great, played their best baseball of the year in the postseason, and won the World Series. And it was so fun because no one in the preseason said the Atlanta Braves would win the World Series. No one did. Uh, they thought, "Hey, that's a pretty good team. They, they'll probably or very possibly make the postseason." But once they get there, they're not going to win the win the World Series. They did. Okay, then the next two years, they won like 100 games and then over 100 games. And last year, ask anybody, any baseball expert, who's the best team in Major League Baseball's regular season? The Braves. What happened? They lost in the first round of the playoffs. They've lost the first round the last two years, even though both of those Braves teams were better than the one that won the World Series. But that's what I mean by Gosh, the postseason, I mean, everything rides on it, but anything can happen quickly in basketball. It's one game. In baseball, it's a short series against clearly an elite team full of major leaguers. Um, that's what this Alabama team could, like Luke said, this, this team, maybe they're the team. Maybe they are. Because all they got to do is get hot and play their best ball in the right game, and they'll beat anybody, even UConn, even Purdue. So, 
Yeah, I think there's hope. Who lost to Ohio State today, by the way? So, I mean, yeah. now that was on the road and all this other stuff. But it, it, as I said, I said this on another show yesterday, like a lot of people wanted this. There's more parity in basketball than probably ever before. Uh, you know, people are – Kansas is going on the road and losing all the time. So is North Carolina. You know, a lot, a lot of – Big-time teams or, or Purdue goes to Ohio State and loses a team that just – I know they beat us too, but they, they they aren't very good this year. They fired their coach already. But people wanted this kind of parity. I'm not a big fan of it. I would rather have four or five, maybe six, seven awesome teams that everybody's chasing. Um, that's me. Uh, but I understand too, like, hey, look, Alabama's got as much of a shot as anybody. You, you're not – you see us on that three line – or that two or either that four line, which I think will be one of those seeds, you're going to be like, dang it. That sucks. We got to play them eventually. You know, it's not going to be one of those like, hey, I think we can handle it. Um, let me give you some other stats. Now, this is from a friend of our friend of the program, uh, and I'm going to pull it up right here. Bama basketball history. Uh, soon, I don't know where I did with it. Here it is. Tide Hoops history. Uh, at Bama history is his Twitter and I would implore you to go follow it. Here's some stats he threw out at me. Alabama's averaging 90.7 points per game, which is tied with Arizona right now because Arizona scored 105 against Arizona State yesterday. Alabama's shooting 79% from the free throw line. Remember the days we used to complain about we can't shoot free throws? We're on pace to set the school record, which is 78.7% from the 86-87 team, maybe my favorite basketball team of all time. Um and now last year is scored uh, its eighth 100 point game this season, which is certainly shattering the old record of, of five and currently in second place in the SEC trailing uh, history, trailing only the 95, 96 Kentucky team, which had nine games of hundred or more. Um, he said, he's trying to find what the NCAA record is. I saw it. It's something like 22 by Loyola Marymount. Yeah. So we can forget. I was going to say Loyola Marymount scored hundred. It seemed like every time out in 91. Yeah. I think they averaged 122 a game. That's um, ridiculous. Okay. Here's some other stats. Alabama beat Georgia 85 to 76, despite trailing by 16 at one point and being out rebounded 39 to 26. Beat Mississippi State 99 to 67, despite Mississippi State attempting 32 free throws to Alabama's 10. And beat AM 100 to 75, despite being out rebounded 49 to 38, 26 to 14 in offensive rebounds. Man, these are great stats. And I'll tell you something in the crowd, I mean, I, I hadn't watched the replay yet, but in the crowd, we were all like, Get a dang defensive rebound. AM was cleaning up on the offensive boards. Yeah. But and then that's why I say I said this the other day. You look up and Alabama's up 15. We're like, how? how? This goes against everything I've ever learned about basketball. I'm having to relearn basketball because of NATO's. I mean, yeah. I've always thought, you know, you win games by not giving up offensive rebounds. You win games by, you know, d dominating, playing hard defense, dominating in the low post, taking good quality shots. But now with the three point, we've we've sort of figured that out. Like yeah. we only literally only shoot three pointers or layups. And I think it's, it's the amount of threes they take. It's the amount of threes they take. And their make percentage is really good. And yeah. Alabama's making a lot of three-pointers. That's how they, they make up for so many deficiencies because of that. And, frankly, uh, they're tough to defend. As, as Buzz Williams pointed out, you know, Alabama can also just drive to the hoop and, and feel like, ah, just foul them. They'll, they're going to make their free throws. So, uh, man, it's a good offensive team. 
defensively, again, giving up all those rebounds. Uh, but, you know, not all is lost defensively. I mean, they held Wade Taylor. I mean, Wade Taylor didn't go off. I worried about Wade Taylor having a 30-point game against us. That didn't happen. Um, okay, team's really good. We'll see about winning the SEC. I know they're in first place with six to go. It's a uh, tough six. <laughs> one game, One game lead on Tennessee. I'm still not, I guess you would say, I'm still not ready to bet on it. I mean, there's just too many tough games, including the next home. The next home game, this is how tough the schedule is, Luke. The next game is home against Florida. And I feel it's the second most winnable game left, <laughs> other than the, the home finale Arkansas. against Arkansas. I mean, I feel like Arkansas may mail it in by then. I mean, they are, uh, they just are, they're not good. Um, they're not good. And and boy, I know we all hate to see it because Eric Musselman's such a outstanding fine gentleman. But um, but I root for Buzz. I like Buzz. I hey, I like anybody who wears. Half he has some nice vest. things to say about Alabama too. Yeah, <laughs> he, um, he has some nice things to say about Alabama's team. Yeah, and, he's a good dude. And and, yeah. Unlike you know, he's sort of. I watched the uh, obviously I watched the Auburn Kentucky game and obviously I'm gonna pull for Kentucky if they play Auburn regardless of the situation. But this this time I really pulled for Kentucky because it helped Alabama a lot. It gave them a bit more of a lead. Afterwards, I mean I was kind of look. Bruce did get, Bruce Pearl did give uh, Kentucky some credit. At the same time, he's like I'm gonna send some tape into the SEC office. I was like for what? I mean there was nothing egregious. Sometimes tape being sent is warranted and even bringing it up is warranted. If like somebody did something malicious, nobody did anything malicious in that game. In fact, Auburn had fewer fouls and shot more free throws. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just like, and Kentucky had somebody foul out. Auburn didn't. I'm, I'm, and and I, it's also semantics. And I think coaches messing with well, the crowd. I, I can't swear to this because how I know I'm not there, but I believe what happens is I think every single game, the officials are graded true by the coaches and, and that that is sent to Birmingham every and that grade can include tape I, in other words i think this happens every game but you don't say it unless you're uh implying that there was something nefarious and here's the other thing you want your fans to believe yeah we're with we 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 hear what y'all are saying and we agree we got screwed when in fact kentucky dominated from start to finish yeah. and again auburn's still a great team there's nothing yeah. wrong with it Oh, no doubt. Kentucky goes in there and wins. It's a tough place to win. Kudos on Kentucky. And on the other side, John John Calipari comes out, and he's like, hey, y'all don't say anything bad about the kids. Y'all say bad stuff about me. And I think most of the reporters are like, yeah, we've been saying bad stuff about you. you. (laughs) Have you not been listening? We've been saying as you can. And and I thought that was sort of a gimmicky, too. So my point comes back to I appreciate Buzz Williams coming out and just saying, hey, the atmosphere is good. The, the their team is good, and we ran into a buzzsaw. I wish more coaches would just say, "Today we got beat. They it was the, the, the ref didn't screw us. The the we didn't have anybody sick. We did. We just we got beat. And it's we complain basketball. about the officials. Me and you will complain about officials. We will listen to us. If you want to hear complain about officials, okay, listen to me and Luke. We'll complain sometimes, but. The two SEC games that Alabama's lost, we got our butts kicked. I had nothing to do with the officials. Nothing to do with the officials. We just played good teams in Auburn and Tennessee at their place and got woodshedded. And uh, did we like the officiating? Probably not, but it it didn't. didn't And here's the thing, though. 
when you play on the road in the SEC, typically you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt in officiating. So, I right. mean, I, Auburn shot 50 free throws against us or something, and I'm that wasn't what did it. We weren't hitting shots. Just yeah. say that. I just yeah. it's so it's so disingenuous to blame it on something like the officiating to me. Every now and again, you can feel like the officials gave you the business, but that all comes around, and we've all been on both sides of that. I'll end on a controversial note, and then we, then we leave. So I'll do controversy, and then we go bye. Uh, you know, sometimes sometimes the other guy's just good. Sometimes yeah. the other guy is just good. And we lost to Michigan in the Rose in the in the Rose Bowl and uh, in overtime. And now the season's over. Michigan has eighteen players invited to the NFL Combine. That is the all-time record. Here's a crazy thought. Maybe Michigan's a little better than Alabama. And I know that sounds crazy or maybe shouldn't be said on a Bama podcast, right? But they have an all-time record, 18 players that the NFL deems, uh, you guys are ready to play in this league. And I know they're not all first-round picks or anything like that. And I'm not saying Alabama wasn't talented. Alabama's got 10 guys going to combine, which is a great number. Plus, Alabama's probably got a better team coming back next year than Michigan does. But I'm just saying – Sometimes the other guy's pretty good, and fans of at all schools and all places get very myopic about, hey, it's all about us. It's all about our team. If we play well, we should win. Sometimes the other team's good. It, it couldn't have said it better myself. And look, I, it, maybe it's taken us a month or so to admit that, but I think Michigan was just better. And yeah, somebody will say, but we had them beat. Well, we did, well, but we, we didn't did. beat them. We didn't, we, did, we didn't beat them. I, I remember this day very clear. I rode a bus to Alabama, Ohio State 2014, you know, which was a semifinal, another semifinal loss to a Big Ten team. And I was the first one to say it on, on the bus and almost got beaten uh, by, by a bunch of old people uh, when I said, uh, I'm not so sure we're as good as they are. And now look at that. Look at that Ohio State team. Half of them are still in the NFL. Yeah, that's right. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.